independent, expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Good evening and welcome to Independence Day. This is the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, CD Baby President Brian Felson. CD Baby is a beautiful anomaly. As the music industry has contracted and become a bastion of seemingly soulless corporate behemoths, the little website that founder Derek Sivers created in 1997 to start selling his music online has grown to handle CD sales and digital downloads for close to 300,000 artists. And they did so by embodying a genuinely independent ethos. CD Baby is based on the notion that music and artists should come first, and this admirable position saw them grow while other industry stalwarts were collapsing like a house of cards. President Brian Felsen took over the helm in 2008 after Sivers sold CD Baby to the replication company Discmakers. The CD umbrella that Felsen wields also includes managing Book Baby and Host Baby. But Felsen is not just another suit, he's a working artist as well, having produced photographic art, poetry, plays, and a documentary film. Welcome to Independence Day, Brian. Hi, glad to be here. I'm very happy to have you here. You're a local guy, but you're from back east, and now you live pretty close to Pasadena, actually. Yes. So it's a good commute for you, which is a big deal here in Los Angeles. So we know each other, actually, through, we have a common friend, Don Bowden, who is another Independence Day artist who's doing pretty well for himself as a, uh, as a film scoring guy, TV scoring guy, video game scoring guy. And tell me a little bit about how you, how did you meet Don? Oh, Don was working for Reed Business, uh, I think uh, LA four one one and Variety uh, back um, back in the day, and I was working for Dismakers, which is the parent company of CD Baby. So uh, we met at a, at a booth that I had had at a trade show, hit it off, and became fast friends immediately. Had him over every time he visited New York, and eventually moved to Los Angeles and continued the friendship. Yeah, and how often how often do you see Don these days? Because I know he moved; he was really close to me. Uh, I'm in like Eagle Rock, and then but now he moved on the West Side, which for me might as well be like Korea. I never go over there. It's true, but I I still see him. Uh, he's he's dating a woman in Pasadena, so I see him when okay. he's over here or when I'm on the West Side, except when he's off in some in New Zealand or something doing his commercial photography. Yeah, adventures. he is he is very much a globetrotter. Love yeah. that guy, Don Bowden. He's, yeah. a, he's a great human being. And the other interesting thing is. We, you have, we have the unique distinction. The other person that's kind of a key player in this whole story about CD Baby is Derek Sivers, who I went to Berkeley with once upon a time. So the guy that used to be, I guess, technically your boss or sort of, because you were, but you were on the, the no, we, we side? Per, yeah, we purchased CD purchased Baby from out, him. Right? So he, okay. he left then. I, I never worked for Derek. Okay. But, you know, you, you obviously you had a business agreement with you know, CD Baby for a long time when he was still at the helm. So no, you, you, no. I mean, uh, Dismakers had uh, had uh, done cross promotion with okay, them, and so they it had wasn't affiliate deal, but thought. there was nothing. Uh, you know, I I had worked on the film program and merch okay. and other other ventures for Dismakers. Okay, so. so but in any case, the other key player in the story, Mr. Sivers. Uh, you know, we both know this guy, but he's a guy that I went to college with. So it's just this interesting college nexus between you and me and Don and Derek. Yeah. And do you know where Derek is now? That's Right, right now, this second, I want to say he's in uh, he's in Barcelona or somewhere, okay. and I, Derek was in, I don't know, Shanghai or, or, yeah. or no, or, where is he? Singapore. I want to say Singapore, probably. The last time I had an email exchange with Derek, he was in England, I think. Yeah. So this is maybe a year or two ago. So he's he's out there. He's Both Don and Derek are definitely yeah. uh, different drummer sorts of guys. We, we love that. So... Um, how did okay? So let me tell me this. Give me a little bit of backstory about you. I mean, you're a musician. You're an artist. You grew up back east. You said, correct? Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm actually an LA native. I'm from Granada oh, Hills, from okay. the Valley. But, uh, but uh, in junior high school, I went to uh, to Connecticut. Was there? Was in Philadelphia for college and started a music conference there. And then lived in New York and uh, Turkey. And then all, and then came back to Los Angeles. Did you get a degree to, to pursue these music endeavors, like on, on the legit side? Or no, no, not none whatsoever. I'm not a, I didn't get a music degree and I'm not actually a huge proponent of getting a music degree, even yeah. though you got one. Um, it's uh, I went to school for, uh, for, for marketing. I also got a communications degree and then it was only after when I interviewed for, uh, for various jobs and I, I, just suddenly had a crisis and I joined a rock band and yeah. that's how I got into the music thing. What uh, what music, uh, what instrument did you play in that band? I play keyboards. Okay. You'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> not not really. Uh, uh, but uh, I played for... One was a, 
Um, I played with a guy, uh, the one I played with the longest was Matt Severe, who was in okay. Philadelphia. And both he uh, and I had uh, also worked with some other bands that got signed and then got dropped when their A&R guy got fired or, yeah. or the person that signed him got cancer, all, ki- all kinds of, you know, typical <laughs> oh stories. And uh, I was working, I was, I went to um, uh, a diner and I found uh, Tommy Conwell as a waiter there. And uh, he was playing with the Young Rumblers, had a huge gold record, played at Live Aid, and then he's became a waiter, and then I think he's a DJ in Philly. And I'm like, well, where's the money? He says, oh, I went to Recoupables, and my sophomore record didn't sell, and that was it. And I realized yeah. that maybe I was on the wrong side of the business. You know? Yeah. Yeah, th- there's there's kind of a good side and a bad side, to be honest. I mean, there's like, you know, everybody who looks at musicians, I think they perceive them all as having limos that take them everywhere and... Because uh, they see the big people on, you know, it's not even MTV anymore. I don't know where they see them, but they see them at the Super Bowl or they see these big glitzy affairs. Um, but most musicians, you know, don't have this lifestyle at all. You know, it's the biz- it's the business side. You I know, mean, if you want to make a living and be close to it, that's the side <laughs> that you should you know cultivate. I think. Well, maybe. I mean, the music business is in such a state of uh, either implosion or free fall or whatever you want to call it that uh, that maybe it's good to do something else entirely i don't yeah. know yeah it's complete entropy and people are making a living at it um but it's 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 harder and, and, and it, it's it's harder and easier at the same time i think because because it's the wild west you can strike a spark somewhere where that wouldn't have caught fire before there wouldn't even been an avenue to go that way you know you can get famous on youtube as a musician, just by making a quirky video. But that's very different than making a living. So what right. makes it better now is that as there's CD baby artist Rebecca Black, who had almost 200 million YouTube hits, right. but she only made tens of thousands of dollars. If she had sold that many records back in the day, she would be Bill Gates, you yeah. know? Um, well, but, but think of the investment for the return, though. You know, her, granted, you know, the video aside, her folks, you know, bankrolled the little video, but so she made tens of thousands of dollars, like, for not very much work, that's actually a pretty good return on your investment. Not it's also long-term. a lottery ticket, though. That's yeah. a lottery ticket. I mean, really, uh, it's it's in terms of what you say about making a spark. The great thing about today's industry is that you can be as weird or amazing as you want to be, and there's a niche for you. Right. Whereas in the old days, you needed gatekeepers and record labels even to get your work out there. Right. But in terms of of making a ton of money. Uh, those days are th- that's very very difficult to come by now and uh, but the good news is that if you can make a living through making music you're living a dream but if not because recording is democratized because the t- technology has been democratized because distribution has become democratized you can still create your art even if your money is coming from other sources indeed uh, there's there's just so many different ways to do it now that weren't available before. And, you know, so many people are availing themselves of this. And CD Baby, I think, is an integral part of this. Um, You know, Derek started out, um, you know, the story of CD Baby, for our legion of fans who aren't, you know, up on this, is was a site that he started in the late 90s because he had a band and just wanted to sell his own music. And the Internet was kind of just nascent at the time. You know, people were just kind of coming online. You you know, it was starting to replace the brick-and-mortar, just starting to replace the brick-and-mortar way that people traditionally did everything. Um, and, uh, so, uh, water right there. Uh, so, so he started this and then started selling his friends CDs, you know, and then it just kind of grew from there. Now, you know, he's a pretty savvy business guy, so it just kind of grew and grew and grew to the point where, I mean, he sold it for a pretty good chunk of change. 22 million is the chunk of change. 22 million dollars. But he started Started it. Started his bedroom. Yeah, he started it as a way to solve the problem. How do you sell your CDs online? He did it for himself. His his bandmates and friends wanted to do it for themselves, and all of a sudden he was off to the races. Yeah. And there was nobody in the early days of the internet that helped you do that. It kind of stuck it to the man. It was kind of uh, an independent distribution thing where for only four dollars of a take you as the artist would get your own website get your music out there we'd ship in two uh two hours and uh to anywhere in the world and you'd sell it for 14 and keep 10 and get to find out who bought it that's an amazing thing and then in 2003 it was about hey how do i get my music on itunes but now the problem is you know how do you sell your music on facebook and that's 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 uh, so, and and there's Spotify and all kinds of other avenues of distribution yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's, and it just keeps growing. I mean, there's so many. Like I, as a musician, like I, you know, it's it's a full time job just keeping up with your your web presence or your e commerce or your you know the different ways that you reach your fans. I mean, there's a lot of them, and there's more and more of them all the time. 
um, I, I really like Groove Shark a lot. Um, I liked Pandora initially until they started inundating me with commercials. Um, and then you might realize that you know you have to monetize it somehow. Um, but I, I liked it less as they started doing that. And, and Groove Shark is kind of like this, what was that site back in the 90s where you could put your CD into your computer? There was a database, a remote database, that it would play from. But all you had to do was own a copy of the CD. You'd like put the CD and it would scan it and somehow read what CD it was. And then once you had done that, you could be anywhere and listen to that CD. Hmm. Um, and it didn't. It was only around for several months. I'm sure it got shut down, you know, as the Napster bloodbath started. Yeah. Um, but you know, so uh, Groove Shark kind of almost reminds me of that. You don't have to monkey with the CDs anymore. But it's so right now it's commercial free, and you just. You'd sign up and you pick a bunch of artists and you play it. I mean, it's it's just such the wild west, you know. Um, anyway, let's let's play a little bit of music and we'll we'll Great. come back and we'll talk some more about this this thing here. So this we've basically we've asked Brian just to bring in just kind of a, a random sampling of artists that are on CD Baby that are doing pretty well. Uh, we gave a listen to a few of them before we started out tonight, and this is the first one. This is a band called Wild Ones, and this is their track, Your Winner, which is available at CD Baby. We've got the president of CD Baby sitting in here in our studio tonight. My name is Joe Armstrong. This is Independence Day, and this is Wild Ones with Your a Winner. <laughs>
good evening. Once again, my name is Joe Armstrong. You are listening to Independence Day. We are on every Wednesday night here on Lancer Radio, broadcasting from the campus of Pasadena City College in beautiful Pasadena, California. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful night. We have fall coming on very, very soon here. Uh, we are very, very happy to have the CD Baby President, Brian Felsen, in the studio with us tonight. Uh, what a great guest, what a great guy. It's, it's an amazing opportunity to, to talk about these issues and the history of CD Baby and like what, what, where it's been, where it is, and where it's going. So again, thank you, Brian, for being here tonight. Um, managing, you know, t- tell me how, you know, you coming from the disc maker's side, like how did this transpire that they purchased CD Baby? Did, like, was Derek like out to sell or was it from your end or like how did that transpire? Um, I was I was doing business development for CD Baby, so we were always looking for companies to purchase, uh, but uh, we had our eye on CD Baby for a long time, but it sort of came very suddenly and kind of as a surprise. At some point, Derek had, after a decade, had enough of running it, and um, and it was just too good of an offer to refuse. Uh, the person, you know, I was doing business development, as I said, and the person that we had wanted to run it, uh, his wife did not want to move to... Portland, uh, and uh, my wife didn't want to move to Portland either, but I was tapped to run it in the interim um, while we found um, a suitable president to move out, and that interim, which was supposed to have been between three weeks and three months, ended up so far being over three, three and a half years. Yeah, yeah, and so, you know, once, I mean, what changed? I mean, because where, where is Disc Makers located? Where is their, their Disc Makers is in Pensacola, New Jersey, right outside okay. the, right over the Betsy Ross Bridge from Philadelphia. Okay. So it's 3,000 miles away. It was um, an interesting transition, to say the least, because uh, suddenly it was being owned and managed by uh, an optical disc company from, uh, from across the country. So it was, there was a lot of work to be done. Derek was a visionary coder entrepreneur who had coded the website himself, and the code had been taken about as far as he could. And part of the problem was that everything that, that he had wanted to develop would require a major dismantling of what he had already had, and a lot, there were, everything was contingent on everything else. So it was like this big spider web. Interconnected systems. Interconnected. So even uh, the ability to sell single songs on the website as MP3s, he was unable to do. It was just, it was what it was. So um, in 2009, uh, disc makers decided that uh, they would replace the back end, uh, put in a whole new uh, um, operating system, uh, put in a new accounting system, a new members account, everything in one day in July 2009. And uh-huh. it was it was uh, problematic, to say the least, euphemistically yeah. speaking. And there was a couple weeks of very angry customers who couldn't get in their accounts. There were all kinds of problems. And over the last, over about three months after that, we built everything back up. And then from there, we've been rolling out so much development that now we're kind of in a golden age of CD Baby. We're developing okay. more and faster than we ever have before in the company's history. Yeah, because essentially, you know, you had to destroy it yes. to rebuild it. You, yes. know, you had to gut it and then, you know, replace everything, you know. And that's sometimes, it's a growing pain. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. You know, if you're growing, that it necessitates that sort of change. Um, you know, again, that's that's just a good problem to have. I mean, you know, as opposed to the other way around, where it's like, well, okay, nobody's buying, nobody's interested, and then you're kind of fading. You know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and you know, how many artists do you know at that time? Did you have? You know, when you kind of did the transition. At like? that time, we had a little over two hundred thousand. Okay. And now we're up to about three hundred thousand. Um, it's it's we're the the rare, and I don't know if only, but we're the rare company that. In the decade of transition from physical to digital, uh, we've not only survived, but we've thrived and grown during that decade. So actually, every part of our company is growing, um, including for the first time, CDs, which is kind of surprising. It's it's in free fall across the industry, down 22%, down 5%. And we're uh, we're flat year over year and even slightly up, uh, and that's that's a great thing. So, <laughs> I I just had the funniest thought: How long before we see vinyl, baby? Uh, okay, vinyl. Our vinyl has doubled over the last year. So you do sell vinyl? Oh yeah. But there's no vinyl, baby. No, no. Somebody owns <laughs> vinyl, sounds, baby. It sounds like a porn site. It, somebody owns vinyl, baby, and it's uh, it's it's yes. <laughs> Um, but uh, but it's still uh, you know when I say it's doubled it's gone from like zero point six percent or zero point eight percent to one point six percent of our business. But yeah. vinyl's great. We love vinyl. We fulfill vinyl. We wear vinyl. We are vinyl. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> you know that's where it's at, man. 
you know, I had vinyl once upon a time, and I've, I've been kind of slowly kind of stumbling back into it because I've kind of, you know, it's interesting to hear that CDs are growing because it seems in every other sector that spinning disc of any kind, with which is not a hard drive, you know, anything that's not a hard drive is going away. Yeah. So, so you're actually selling more CDs in this time of this, the death of CDs. Yes, but I, I don't make any bones about it. CDs will go away. Yeah. Uh, our CDs are going up slightly because we're better at restock algorithms. We're better at fulfillment to Amazon. We've improved our warehouse processes. Perhaps there is a little bit because um, um, LimeWire got shut down, and perhaps it's just that we deal with uh, the long tail of independent artists and you can't get their music in any other form. Plus, there's touring artists that sell CDs and shows. I mean, you play yeah. a show, good luck selling a download card. Yeah. Download cards are to give away for promotion, but yeah. there's, not necessarily there's, to sell. There's still a demand, and I think you know th- there will always be some kind of demand, I think, for a physical product. I mean, maybe at some point it'll just turn into little flash drives that you sell. No. You know, or something. <laughs> you know, there will be a, but there's some kind of physical product for, for that, you know, for bands and for other... There will be a demand somewhere. I think that physical product is probably merch and maybe vinyls. There's something beautiful yeah. about about vinyl, about the cover art, about the analog sound and the feel and turning the record over. There's a much bigger romance oh, associated yeah. with vinyl. Oh, yeah. And it's not just nostalgia. It is a better product. I think it's better product than the CD. It's less transportable, yeah. but it's a better product. Yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, for the people... You know, I don't know. Maybe the baby boomers are getting into vinyl, and the people who have the money. But as the other generations creep up uh, in age, they're they're looking for a tangible experience. You know, when you got your copy of Dark Side of the Moon, it had a poster in it. You know, you can't really. I mean, I, I think Pearl Jam tried to have some crazy fold out thing that was like the size of a placemat or bigger. It was a ginormous thing. But you know, there, you can give, you can put more in a in a, in a vinyl package. You know, you can. It's it's a value added thing. You know, like now it's very popular. I don't, I don't know if you deal with this or not on CD Baby. I'd be very curious to find out. You know, a lot of bands, when their new album comes out, the new Dawes album came out not too long ago, and there were six different packages you could buy. You know, you could just buy the download. You could buy the download and a CD. You could buy the download, a CD, and vinyl. You could buy the download, the CD, the vinyl, the T-shirt, the, the address book, the toilet paper. And it's like then they had like the super deluxe turbo package with all this crazy stuff. And like that's... That's becoming where the value added is. The music itself, you know, they people want it to download and and it's portable. They just want to get it on their iPod. You know, bundles are fantastic, and uh, we're we, we have the ability to do bundles on our website uh, on on hostbaby.com. Um, but bundles are still more for the major artist than the independent artist. It's a lot harder for uh, for an independent artist who has just a few hundred or thousand fans to be able to sell tons of super deluxe $99 packages. Yeah. I'd be curious to find out, too, another thing. A lot of artists that I've had come through my show are doing very special handmade CDs and charging more. You know, instead of charging 10 bucks or 15 bucks, they'll charge 30 35 But then what, they, what the person gets, it's unique. You know, it's a one-of-a-kind thing. Now, again, this is a niche of a niche, but... For people who are, you know, indie artists and they're, you know, have indie fans and they're really into this kind of thing, do you have many artists doing that kind of thing? We have a lot of that. Yeah, we have a lot of individuated CDs. We have uh, autographed CDs. You even know that there's a business term for this. No, I just made that up right now. I just pulled that out of my uh, You should have just. You should have just kept. You know that's that we've just coined a new term. No, there, there you go, there you go. But, but you know, even though we're CD baby and we're a legacy old school company, we really are a technology company. Uh-huh. And the technology that we've rolled out from um, from our new templated website host web hosting system to our mailing list software to uh, single song bundles, and now we're coming out with something magical in a week. It's really, uh, it's really. It's 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 an awesome time for CD Baby. Yeah, are you at liberty to say what it is, or is there a big release coming up? There's next a big week? release coming out next week. Okay, well, but, but I'll, I'll, you'll be the first to know. I'll send you a press release. Wonderful. It immediately. We'll, we'll, we'll put it on the website. Yeah. We'll promote it for you. Let's listen to a little bit more music. This is more music that's available on CD Baby. As I said, we have Brian Felson, the president. I was kept calling you CEO before. Your, your title is actually president. Yes. Correct? CEO just sounds like it's got kind of almost a negative connotation to it anymore. No, I love my CEO. <laughs> yeah, I imagine, uh, imagine, I imagine people, on, you know, 
smoking a cigar type smoking thing. Smoking a cigar and, and the on the big giant boat. And yeah, but there's something great about that. You know, those old school record industry CEOs are, as Frank Zappa said, they were more industry since they didn't pretend to know anything about music. They would just chomp on a cigar and say, "I don't know what that is, but the kids might like it." So they would yeah. sign something weird. Now it's the young kids with the uh, that they you got to worry about because they're the ones with all the spreadsheets. Yeah. Spreadsheets. Oh man. All right. So <laughs> let's let's go. Let's 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 listen to some digital music, shall we? Maybe inspire a little romance. This is the band Vox Hall Broadcast. They're available on CDBaby.com. And at this time, you know, if I'd like to make sure everybody knows, if you're an artist, if you're a musician out there in our legion of fans, if you don't know of CD Baby, which would surprise me if you don't, um, they're a great place. I myself sell my CDs on CD Baby. It's a great place if you're an artist to sell your music. If you've you know, made some copies, maybe you're touring in a van. It's a great way to get your music to the people um, with a company that actually cares about the music and the musicians and the artists. Um, you know, they turn a profit, but they're not out, to, as far as I can tell, rape, you know, rake anybody over the coals. I mean, they really were founded by musicians for musicians and run by musicians. It's a wonderful thing. So this is Vox Hall Broadcast, a CD Baby artist on Independence Day with their track, Blackout. are listening to Independence Day on Lancer Radio, streaming live at lancerradio.org, and hopefully stopping by the Independence Day website when you've got a free moment. It's a good time suck. We've got every show cataloged on there, except for the most recent few. We're working on that. We've got our extensive staff of technicians working on getting those all uh, all tweaked out for you, so we'll get those up as soon as possible. And we will have this show up. Our tonight's guest on Independence Day, CD Baby President Brian Felson. California native, spent some time out east, and now is back here in the San Gabriel Valley. So he's a local guy, more or less. And But the CD Baby is still based out of, you said Portland? Oh, yeah, still? it's in Portland, Oregon. Okay. 
and there's just one warehouse. Yes. Right. So that's where all everything, all our CDs. One point six million CDs in a in a warehouse. How, yeah. What's the square footage on this? <laughs> uh, the warehouse is only uh, like sixteen thousand square feet. Uh, the warehouse plus offices are around thirty two. Uh, it's really, really unique in that I don't know if there's any other 16,000-square-foot warehouse in the country or even in the world that has 300,000 unique SKUs. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. Is just yeah. You go in there, and it's just like it's unbelievable how many different titles are in there. Yeah, and that's the wonderful one of the wonderful things about CD Baby uh, you know, I was, uh, that Derek set it up so that there's not a minimum. Right? Do you still have this policy that do you have to maintain? I mean, well, I mean, a CD. You know, you have to. There's a few CDs on, on, you know, in your stacks of CDs. Yeah. But it's not like you have to be selling 200 CDs no. a month. To no, have to as a matter of fact, CD uh, yeah, we, uh, you pay $39 one time, and uh, no annual fees, and then uh, just send us five CDs, and that's it. And if you sell a lot, we'll request more immediately, and we'll replenish them. And if you sell a ton, we'll request a lot more. And uh, that's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. It's really simple. It's beautiful in its simplicity. And I, I, I really like the way Derek set it up. I think that's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Again, I, I keep coming back to this. It was invented by musicians for musicians, and it still caters to musicians. Yes, and now with the digital, you, you can use our uploader, or you can still send a CD, and we'll convert it into all the different formats and send it to 60 different digital stores from iTunes, right. Rhapsody, Spotify, E-music, you name yeah, it. Yeah, CD Baby, again, for those of you who are musicians out there, this is a really big deal. You should get on CD Baby because they are a gateway to getting you on a lot of digital services. I mean, to, you know, every now and again, I'll get some check for, you know, it's a virtual check, but I'll get some little deposit for something where somebody downloaded one of my songs in some random place, a site I've never even heard of. They're selling my music, you know, and that's a great thing. You know, so did, did you, like, how did those... Uh, relationships? How did they develop? Did you seek them out? Did people come to you? Because you, you've got a market share. Well, we're the largest aggregator of digital independent music in the world. So we uh, we've ha- we had we were at uh, iTunes at launch, just like with Book Baby, we were on the iBookstore at launch. But there's always new partners and partnerships coming up uh, from Mog and Spotify, and we just go out and find them and make sure that our artists are getting on there. Yeah. So how? You know, if CDs are growing, you said slightly, which is a combination of factors, but, you know, our crystal ball, maybe we will never know, and maybe we do, I don't know. But, you know, with the digital thing, you started doing, how long ago did you start doing digital downloads with CD Baby? Well, that was in 2003 with the release of okay. the first iPod. Okay, so you started right away, right out of the gate with exactly. iPods. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Okay. And then, so now, you know, directly through your site, because people can download directly from CD Baby, yeah. you know, what percentage of your sales right now comes from downloading versus physical product well it's it's all okay the i've stumped him (laughs) no it's not that Um, there's certain there's certain things i'm not at liberty to say but what i can say is that in terms of our digital partners itunes is by far the biggest with amazon coming in second so itunes is is our biggest digital partner in terms of our own site um, there's there's an equal division between CDs and digital okay. and and digital distribution um, on our own site. If 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 an artist and our our artists sell everywhere or everywhere they want, they can opt out of any partner. But if the artist sells on our site, uh, we give them seventy five percent. They make seventy five percent of the of the money on the digital download. Whereas if they sell on iTunes, iTunes will take thirty percent right off the top. So yeah. that's 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 the difference. Yeah, exactly. Apple, as much as I love them and I'm staring at an Apple screen right now, I will be talking on an Apple phone later. You know, they really are uh, they're this weird combination of capitalism and communism because they present products like a communist entity. They are in control. You know, I mean, they they control this the, uh, the software, they control the hardware, you know, you you kind of cede your well-being to the central state. And then trust them to take care of you. But yet they're like the most hyper profitable capitalist company going. Yeah, I was just on the Apple campus last week. And right when I was there, there's a big celebration because it was a day of wild market swings. And they had just for that day for a few hours yeah. passed Exxon as the biggest company in the world. Yeah, but that's a big deal. They have more deal. cash on hand than the U.S. government. But <laughs> their products are gorgeous. They've yeah. they've come out with products, uh, the iPhone uh, the the iPod, the iPhone, and the iPad, and 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 they're all they're all transformative. Yeah. So how many companies can release multiple products that can do that? Yeah, lightning keeps striking. Yeah, 
at Apple. You know, it wasn't just one thing. You know, most companies they'll they get their one cash cow product. <laughs> Lucas is George Lucas is a classic example. Like he's really only made one. I was arguing about a movie friend of mine the other day, but he really only made one movie, really. Yeah. And everything he's ever done has been he just keeps monkeying around with the same movie. Yeah. And that movie was a blessing and a curse to the film industry. Right. It's just destroyed a lot of independent film and small film and and narrative drama and a lot of things, but it also created the modern blockbuster. So yeah. go figure. What's that funny story? I, I saw this this came through on a tweet where like, you know, I'm it's a really short tweet. I'm I'm not going to do it justice, but it talks about how uh you know, do you think George Lucas's kids when they look at the videos of them when they were children, or when they grow up, when they're looking back at their children's videos and all of a sudden, like, a digital <laughs> CG pony starts dancing around in the background, how are they going to feel about that? I got a really big kick out of that, man. Um, but so, but Apple, you know, they, they do it right. I'm really curious. So, so why, what brought you to the Apple campus? Why were you there? Um, I, if, Is this also secret? <laughs> well, with Apple, uh, they, have, they sell a shirt in the Apple store which, said, which says... Uh, I went to the Apple campus, and that's all I'm allowed to say. So uh, <laughs> I, I didn't buy the shirt, but yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Well, it's like this This ties back into Berkeley, too. When I was at Berkeley with Derek Sivers, uh, Berkeley College of Music in Boston, and we were both guitar players at the time. He was a long We were both long-haired guys on the, on the, the seventh floor at uh, 150 Mass Ave. And uh, his aunt blew up in his room one day. For some reason, I happened to be there walking past his door when it blew up, and we kind of put his amp out and... That was the end of his amplifier that day, but he, obviously he had he had other things going on. But um, and that totally made me lose my train of thought. That, that that story, I will always. That's like my biggest memory of Derek, you know. And it's so funny to think that like I knew this guy who created, you know, in some ways like a little empire, you know. And now he's off globe trotting, and you know who knows where Derek is at any given point. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a great thing. It's a it's a just a very inspirational story and yeah. it's created something beautiful for independent yeah. artists. And now I'm going to ruin it cuz I thought what I re- I remember what I was talking about when Derek and I were at uh, this is the the heyday of hair metal bands and the school was 6,000 students when we were there, 40% guitar players, so 2800 guitar players in one building essentially, which is a nightmare. And they actually sold a button in the Berkeley bookstore that said, I'm the fastest guitar player at Berkeley. <laughs> Which I don't know if you, maybe you wear that with irony. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Let's listen to a little bit more music. This is CD Baby Music. Uh, we've got their president, Mr. Brian Felson here, who's been so kind enough to come down here and volunteer some of his time on the Independence Day program. This is the band Fences with the track Marketplace. And we'll talk a little bit more with Brian after this. In this life I lead beyond my means Jeans rolled up and blue You made that face down by the marketplace I didn't know what to do It's you, it's you, it's only It's you, it's you And pray to God The tides are long You found my body On the shore With pockets full Of sand and stone Cause I died from sin Kids. 
Could I be your day? My rise and light the fields. And warm our children's backs. And prepare our daily meals. I know you are a good wife. So sweet and good and true. A lengthy trail I shall walk to prove my love to you. See, I've been out a hunting for a lady I can keep who keeps my trust and honors me and listens while I speak. If I should grow so old, my legs won't let me walk. My lungs get filled with demons and I cough instead of talk. Could you be my translation and tell my sons I love them true? Tell them father's gone away to drink the heaven's brew. This is Fences with the song Marketplace on Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. I am your host here every Wednesday night on Lancer Radio. I do hope you stop by a couple websites, though. Stop by indepthday.com, which is our website. It's newly redesigned and uh, pretty fancy pants. You can go back and listen to all our old episodes. Uh, you know, lots of great times over the past six or eight months or so. Some great artists, some great live performances here in the room where we are right now. But tonight we have, he's also a musician, but he's not here to play for us. He's here to talk about the business side. This is Brian Felson. He is the president of CD Baby, which is a really big deal for us to get Brian in here because he's, this is kind of a nexus of all the things we talk about every week. This is kind of where the rubber meets the road. So again, Brian, thank you for being here. Um, I'm wondering, you know, you deal with all this different music and you're not up there in Portland, but have you discovered bands from working at CD Baby, like stuff that's come across your desk or someone you work with said, hey, man, you should really check this out. Yes, all the time. Yeah? I mean, it's just amazing the type of stuff that we get in there. It's all over the gamut. We have people who uh, who should be superstars. We have people who are on their way up. We have 80s artists that are on their way down. We have people, uh, uh, we have banjo death metal bluegrass bands banjo klezmer you name it I mean, we have like oh 550 different genres and that's the great Whoa. thing is just that there's stuff all over the map there and yeah. some of it is really beautiful and in the old days of of tightly controlled radio playlists and major labels you would never have heard that stuff yeah is there uh, on the site is there kind of a place because you can you can listen to preview stuff of mm -hmm. course before you buy whatever little little snippets of tracks yeah and but is there like any kind of like CD Baby radio where you can just kind of press a thing and it plays like completely random? I mean, I guess this is a whole different business model. I realize, but current currently we don't do that just because of certain rights issues, performance yeah. rights, and the like. But we um, but we 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 you can stream uh, thirty to ninety second clips of of all of our music and separate it out by genres and top sellers, editors, picks, staff playlists, things like that. How many genres did you say that you have? Something like five hundred fifty. Five hundred fifty. That's out of hand. I mean, I don't I don't mean that in terms of you guys, but like I have, I'm all for everybody letting their freak flag fly, man. Do whatever floats your boat. I love all you know, lots of different types of music and even even styles that I don't groove on. That's the technical term. Uh, I can I, I can hear when people are doing good things. You know, like a big example of that would be like Metallica. I'm not the biggest Metallica fan, but I can tell they're actually good at what they do. You know, and that's something that's, uh, you know, it's subjective, I guess. But being in it for a long time, you can kind of tell if somebody's doing something creative or if they're just aping somebody else's act or... That's exactly it. I, I'm a big fan, personally, of outsider art. So, of all genres and uh, of, of all media. And for me, uh, I would rather hear something amazing than in terms of something creative or something that tells you about consciousness or the self or just about relationships that nobody else would have thought of or said if they were sane or inhibited. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that really moves me. I don't, by outsider art, I don't mean camp. I mean, just stuff that's just weird and amazing. Give me something amazing. Yeah. Who, who would you say is amazing? Who's making amazing music right now? They can be CD Baby artists or not a CD Baby, CD Baby artist. I'm right, right now, there's a, a, lot of, a lot of artists that, that you wouldn't have heard of. But for, for me, my main heroes growing up were, were, the, were the, musically that is, were the, the early and late 60s East Village New York people. The, everybody from the Fugs to... Uh, to the Holy Modal Rounders, and I, I, I was crazy about an artist who just died, uh, Wild Man Fisher, who, okay. uh, who was a street performer in Los Angeles, who was, uh, who was in a mental institution, but made one of the great albums of the 60s called An Evening with Wild Man Fisher. Interesting. 
Is it on CD, baby? No, it's not on CD <laughs> because he uh, held a knife to Frank Zappa's kids, and Gail Zappa held up the rights, and it's not even on CD. But I'm sure you could find it on the internet. Interesting. Like these, there's some really great gems out there. Uh, who's that Nashville guy? He's a Texas singer-songwriter. He wrote... Um, Daniel Johnson? No. He like made an album. My friend Tyler's going to bust my chops about this because I always forget the guy's name. He made one album, and but... It's this undercover, this like this underground album that never really got released. Like he made this album, and nobody ever released it. Like the record, this is maybe the late seventies. The record company shelved it, and he had such a bad experience in the music business that he completely abandoned all music and you know ambitions of any kind. Went off and did something completely different for his entire life. And but this album is like kind of bounces around there's like a bootleg copy of that you can find my friend has it and it's but it's just this great kind of twangy texas singer songwriter kind of like a joe ely kind of thing but it's it's really quite good but you can't buy it huh it's just out there in the ether somewhere um i should look this up maybe i'll have to put this on the site later but so you've so you've found artists that you like from from working at CD Baby, and how, how big is your own personal CD collection? That's kind of a funny question. I, I have thousands of CDs, so yeah. literally thousands. Does your does your does, does this uh, please or displease your wife? My wife's my wife's a music fanatic, so okay. uh, it pleases her in in in. in in the sense when our musical tastes overlap, it very much pleases her. This is a very big thing in relationships. I've found like there's like how much overlap. Like I, I've gauged numerous girlfriends. Like, it's almost like a litmus test. Like, how much overlap is there? You know, like, with you and your wife, for example, like, how much? Is there, like, 20% overlap? No, with, our, with, with me and my wife, there's probably about a 98%. Uh, she, has some, she has some blind spots because she's not born in, uh, in America, so she doesn't understand just how great uh, Bob Dylan was or why uh-huh. the Ramones are amazing. But by and large, I mean, she's turned me on to as much music from all over the world and classical music and opera and all kinds of other stuff that I never would have been turned on to otherwise. Yeah. So uh, I'd say 98%. That's 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 a good ratio, man. But you can't, there's no litmus test. There, there are plenty of of uh, of people who I who I absolutely love who do not understand a record. Right. But I've dated beautiful women and have broken up with them because either I would play... Uh, you know, I play music by uh, like the Rudy Schwartz project or somebody, and they would just say, "Turn that off." They would just be, be too upset, or they, or they would be a Billy Joel fan or something oh, really, man. really inexcusable. So, <laughs> now Billy Joel is one of the great melodists of our of our generation or whatever generation. It's just you know, I you know, lyrics and personal soul and sensibility leave a lot to be desired. Yeah, it, it 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 never resonated with me. Nothing against Billy Joel fans, but it just never was. My thing. Yeah, I, I, that's we're 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 bashing on one, on a great on a great artist who's again, <laughs> maybe maybe it's like Metallica, maybe it's just good and I can't see it. It's not well. There's no good or bad. There are, there are. It's I, I always find it amazing. I, for me, melody is really really important, and uh, except for outsider artists, mind you. But uh, but it, it always surprises me how the muse ended up this the melodic muse ended up descending upon people like. Uh, you know Paul McCartney or or Billy Joel or just people who are just wow they're actually not the deepest person in the world but what an incredible melodic gift yeah. that they have. Melody is a really big deal to me too. Uh, so many artists that I listen to and it, and it and it comes through like you can you know you can take a great song um, time after time by Cindy Lauper comes up for me time and time again. It's oh, yeah. a fantastic song. I'm not the biggest Cindy Lauper fan, but even going back to when that song first came out, I was like, "My God, that is a very well crafted and memorable melody." Yeah, and you know, and that 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 resonates. Yeah, you know, no matter who's playing it, no matter what the style is, which leads me to I want to wrap this up before yeah. we move on. Uh, my litmus test for me is uh, for dating is Tom Waits. Yeah, like you, you don't have to love Tom Waits. I'm not even sure you have to get Tom Waits, but you at least have to understand that what he's doing has has merit. All right, he's fa- he's fantastic. You know, he's not even there. And his new record comes out very very soon. And that the other funny thing is, uh, I was writing. Uh, I just saw a show last week at Satellite, um, which used to be Spaceland. Uh, Camper Van Beethoven and Cracker together. Wow. They each they did. I've never gone to the show before where this is very popular right now, where a band will play a whole album, and in, in its entirety, like track by track mm-hmm. in the sequence. And it was it was Camper and Cracker playing. Key Lime Pie, their last big record for Virgin, and uh, 
Kerosene Hat, which was Cracker's second record. Excuse me. And it was it was kind of clinical in the way they played it. Not as in Solus, but I've never seen it just like they would play a song and then play the next song. And and at one point, some some joker in the crowd was like, you know, people were shouting out requests. <laughs> David Lowry, the singer, was like, you don't understand what we're doing, do you? <laughs> and then a couple songs later, somebody yelled out, play the next song on the album. <laughs> Which was just like... He, he very much captured the moment, but to, to 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 shut up about it, I was playing a song from Key Lime Pie once. Are you familiar with the album at all? No, no. They they this gypsy sensibility almost these crazy gypsy modal fiddle parts and some of their stuff. It's it's noisy, and I was playing that in my car once, and my sister Jesse, bless her, I love her to death, but she's like, I was playing Key Lime Pie. She's like, man, what is that music? That's awful, and like. I, I kind of knew that kind of made it better for me almost because <laughs> I knew, you know, her tastes run very middle of the road. So she didn't like it to me that somehow made what I liked better, if that makes any sense at all. So uh, so you've, you've discovered music from working at CD Baby, you know, and you're you're selling a lot of stuff, digital downloads. You've got partners all over the place. What? Tell me about a typical day. You know, is there a typical day? No, you show up? absolutely not. Uh, I mean, I because I commute to Portland uh, yeah, I come in early, early Monday morning, and I get back typically on a late Thursday night, although now I'm in Los Angeles a lot more. But uh, Monday mornings are just chaotic because it's just so much stuff from over the weekend. Um, and then there's just there's so many things to deal with uh, in a company of 110 people. With, with What makes CD Baby unique is that we're one of the very few internet companies that actually answers the phone. We've got 40 customer service people answering the phone. So uh, there's always something going on in, in customer service. If it's if it's in the morning, there are people who want to know if their album is, is live on iTunes. If it's after 6 p.m., I hear parts of conversations which will be like, no, I'm not a cheater. Yes, I have a boyfriend, that kind of thing. There'll be drunk or stoned people late at nights calling um, we have always issues in uh, in the warehouse. You need like a therapist on staff for for me for like dealing with that many musicians. Well, we are for though both, for both the, your staff to deal with musicians and the musicians themselves. It it, it's like. absolutely we deal with three hundred thousand artists, and it's for for a company that takes a one time fee of thirty nine dollars. We talk to bands about touring about anything. It's pretty amazing. That's cool. Um, and yeah, there's there's always there's always something. It's like Gilda Radner said. There's always something when in the IT department or in, yeah. in the warehouse house or accounting or digital d- delivery there's always something yeah and it, there are challenges um, but they're again these are growth challenges you know they're good problems to have you know consider consider the alternative you know the other way around is that's 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 the depressing part you know yeah but most of it is is just exciting because we've got three separate development teams just rolling out products and features and to go from team to team and work with them on ideation to execution is just it's incredible right now it's it's yeah. really a golden age there so what i mean maybe this is something you're not at liberty to say but i'm very curious what artists you know, like the top handful of artists have sold the most. And if you can't say the artist, do you have any idea what their sales would be? So whatever information you can get. I'm just, well, just kind of curious. Well, I mean, it, it really, it's all over the map. So, for example, uh, for, for digital, our top artist is probably Ingrid Michaelson, um, who's had songs in so many TV shows and the like, and she's had huge albums. She sold millions. Um, right now, uh, one of our biggest artists is Rebecca Black because that song Friday was a monster for wow. us. Uh, but, and that's not th- something that you can plan on or predict. It yeah. just plain is. Um, we'll have Michael Grimm, who, who uh, winners of America's Got Talent. We had a, a, a soap opera star that released a record and all of a sudden a school bus sh- uh, full of, of adoring female fans showed up the first day we got it at our offices. At CD Baby office. To, to get it the first day that we had it. Do you have it. a storefront that you sell stuff out of? We, uh, it's not a storefront, but p- people are welcome to drop if by someone and, should, and often do. You, you yeah. shouldn't turn away a sale. We don't, like, no, we don't turn away customers. We don't turn away artists. We, we, don't, we don't turn away phone calls. We're, we're yeah. here for you. That's cool, man. Yeah. That that actually, I mean, I had a high opinion of your company going into this, but that's actually that's even cooler than uh, cooler than I imagined it might be. I'm gonna I'm gonna come over and you get. Can I get a chili dog? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's a long. I'm, I'm next time I'm in Portland. It's a long. I'm a long way from Portland. Although I'm a craft beer guy, though, so I, I may find uh, myself up there from time to time. Great place for for IPAs. Yeah, maybe you're my hookup now. That's I mean, it. I'm gonna ask you to bring <laughs> some stuff back. 
back from Portland next time you're up there. Let's play one more track, then we'll come back and talk just a little bit more, and then we'll wrap things cool. up here. This is uh, Fox and the Bird. We've got uh, Brian Felson, the president of CD Baby. Great website, great company. Uh, therapy for, <laughs> for music musicians, uh, an essential service to the community. Uh, this is the track Oldest Old from Fox and the Bird, CD Baby Artist on Independence Day. One, two, three, four. Sad to say. See a lot of anger here Makes compassion disappear Helps me stay so far away But hopefully we're not the type of men As we've seen in generations past The kind that live and die so fast Ancient psycho Has become Loneliest heartache Ancient struggle This is now Our first and last mistake For the oldest old Of the newest born They could never know How the earth was formed From the saddest depths Bloody aftermath To the poor to the men who fought and died to conquer earth. Fossilized, we strain to open up our eyes to see the way things used to be. We dig too far in history. They're exposed, a heartless, faithless cousins go to wash and wash repeatedly. But in their eyes, ourselves, we see ancient cycle has become loneliest heartache. Ancient struggle, this is now. Our first and last mistake For the oldest old Of the newest born They could never know How the earth was formed From the saddest depths Bloody aftermath To the poorest peasant birth And the way we laughed When the world collapsed And we're left with childbirth And the song we sang Penned in father's name we swore we wrote it first To the men we never knew The conquered Fox and the Bird, a CD Baby artist here on Independence Day. That is the track Oldest Old. You can pick that up at cdbaby.com. Tonight we have in front of us, in front of me, the CD Baby president, Brian Felson. Uh, again, very happy to have you here. We've had a great time talking. Just, just a couple more questions, and I'll let you get on and out of here, uh, as I do have to get on out of here as well. Um, what, uh, what's the future? Look into your crystal ball. Like where, where is CD Baby going, do you think? CD Baby's evolving all over the place. So uh, we've web hosting has been very big for us, and the release of our templated website system and mailing us software is enabling us to allow musicians to do a lot of direct-to-fan and a lot of bundling like you had talked about. Um, Facebook is big, Spotify is big, but we're also moving into other media as well. Uh, Book Baby has really taken off like crazy for us. With uh, We're enabling authors to distribute their books onto the iPad and the Kindle and okay. Barnes & Noble Nook, Sony e-reader, that kind of thing. Paper products too? Uh, we're soon going to do print on demand, yes. Okay. Yes. No, but I mean, uh, 
it's harder, I think, for an, uh, an author I mean, to go get their book printed and then sell printed copies. Well, we're, gonna, we're, we're, we're solving that. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a pretty good thing. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I'd imagine for some reason I feel like it'll be a lot of children's books because people, every, everybody I talk to who's writing, like they want to write a children's book. We get a lot of children's books, a lot of romance, uh, a lot of uh, religious titles, a, lo- a little bit of everything. Any sexy times books? Lots of sexy time books. Uh, if you go to uh, if you go to like Smashwords or other sites, they're loaded with erotica, which is you know a lot of self published authors or independent authors are into that. Yeah. But romance now encompasses everything. It could yeah. be vampires or Amish, you name it. If there's, it could be sci fi. <laughs> if people are kissing, it's romance. So. <laughs> Are, are they kissing in, in the Sexy Times books? I guess I, I, most more than likely. I, 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 I consider it an important part of a complete breakfast, yes. And they, and they all come <laughs> from Van Nuys, I'm sure. Okay, so, so you're, diver, you've got, you're diversified. You've yeah. got Book Baby and Host Baby. Tell me just a little bit about Host Baby. Host Baby is website host, web hosting for authors, uh, for authors, for artists, for everybody, for authors, for uh, for musicians, for filmmakers, you name it. So the great thing about Host Baby is that you can have a website and a gorgeous one without needing a designer. So if you were to use WordPress or use a blog, you choose a theme and that's it. That's what you get. Host Baby includes a bunch of musician-friendly tools like players and electronic press kits, that kind of thing. But you can choose from between 50 different themes. And, that's, and that solves a lot of problems. It does. The players. Because that's the one thing Facebook hasn't really done yes. well at all. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're trying not to do that well so that it's not a problem for them. But, they, you know, bands have sites, but it's not like, you know, MySpace, God rest them, rest their soul. Uh, you know, that's one thing they've, they've kind of embraced the music world. Yeah. But, you know, but it's all like, you can, it's too customizable. There's like blinking stuff all over the place. Exactly. It's a nightmare. So we give you these templates, but you can, with sliders and buttons, tweak and change the look and feel within normal parameters to make a gorgeous website that's truly your own without needing a designer or knowing any coding. And that's really cool. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, Crystal Ball again. I mean, this is a slight digression, but like, where is it going? Like, what's? I mean, what? Where are you? Where are you reaching to next? Like, what's? What's? What's coming? We're helping artists sell more and in more places. So we're giving them more tools for Facebook. We're we're going to be working on. Uh, Microsync and YouTube to get them paid if their songs are ever put in a video. Uh, we're uh, going to help with rights administration so that way they can collect mechanical and performance royalties overseas as well as streaming royalties. Um, and uh, more integration with Facebook and other type of uh, other ways that people can sell and get their sell online and get their music out there. It's a beautiful thing, man. And yeah. I think we'll leave it there because I think that's probably that's that's what's coming. And, uh, you know, you guys do great work. It's been an honor to have you on the program. Uh, keep us abreast of what's going on. You know, we, you know, we've got our own little fiefdom going on here and we're, we're trying to spread the word and, and, and build something. And, you know, it's all the, the, the kind of the heart of the show, like we talked about, everything's changing and you guys have been there since like you were there, like on the cusp, like right when it first started to kind of come apart, you know, but you have provided a backbone, you know, a place that's, uh, musicians can go and now the artists authors can go and and sell their stuff and know they're not going to get ripped off and know that there's someone who gives a, a, a rat's patootie on the other side so you know on behalf of the musicians and everybody thank you for doing what you do now we pay you but still you take good care of us man and that's a really cool thing so wonderful thank you so again brian felson thanks for being on independence day today thanks so much for having me my pleasure thanks to brian felson from cd baby also to the independence day staff dale tanksley and wayne topinski and also to valentino rivera and engineer victor cornejo from lancer radio for independence day i'm joe armstrong be good to one another